ever since the early days when bridges came out, there have been numerous halakhic discussions about, amongst the Paiskin, really of the previous generation, about using a fridge on Shabbos. One really main basic issue that they addressed by all the Paiskin at that time. In more recent years, the proliferation of technology, fridges have gotten much, much more complicated, and numerous new questions have come up in regards to fridges. I'd like to go through all those questions today, starting from the original one, original question when fridges first came out, we'll discuss at the end some of the more recent um, innovations and recent problems that come up with fridges. The basic, we just understand the basic way a fridge works. What makes a fridge work? In the back of the fridge there is a compressor. Compressor contains a gas. That gas, when it, um, um, that gas expands in heat and contracts when it gets colder. Um, essentially, when you when warm air enters the refrigerator, that causes the gas to expand. When the gas expands, it makes two metal pieces touch each other, completing a circuit. That turns on the motor. When you're going to get colder in the in the fridge, once the motor's running for a little bit, the gas contracts and that turns off. Now those two metal pieces no longer touch, and that turns off the motor. And the question is that if you have a fridge, let's say it's start out a case, let's say where the motor is not currently running. Right, the fridge goes on and off, the, motor, the motorcycle goes on and off, depending on how cold it gets in there. The, car, the, fridge, the, the motor is not currently running. You open up the door, you're letting warm air in, you're causing that gas to expand and to turn the motor on. You're not allowed to turn the motor on on Chavez. So the question is, first of all, you let it open up a fridge door, let's say for sure when the, when the, door, when the motor is off, you're, causing the, the, you're now causing that motor to go on. And the second question is, even when the motor is on, but now when I open up the door, I'm letting warm air in, I'm causing the motor, the motor to stay on longer. Is that permitted on Shabbos? That's the two basic questions that Price came of the previous generation all discussed. Let's start from the second case. It's the easier one. Are you allowed to open up the fridge door when the motor is on? Now it's going to um, let warm air in and it's going to keep that motor on longer because the gas is going to be expanded longer and it's going to keep that, that motor running longer. The halacha is, if you have a candle that's sitting on the windowsill over here, and the window's open. It's a very windy day. And you see that one more strong gust comes and that candle is going out. Are you allowed to close the window on Shabbos? Of course, you're not allowed to light a candle on Shabbos. Now you're causing this candle to stay lit longer. You're allowed to close that window on Shabbos. You did not do any action of lighting a candle. It's not called you lit the candle, even though it stays lit longer. You just prevented something else from stopping it. Something else would have put it out, I prevented that action from happening. That is not called lighting a candle, that's just preventing something else from putting out the candle, and that is completely permissible on Shabbos. Said the Shomon Zalman, echoed by all the other Paiskim, that's exactly what happens in this refrigerator when the, when the motor is on, and I let warm air in. It would have gone out, the motor would have gone off in a minute or two. Now I let the warm air in, and stays on for another five minutes. I just prevented the motor from going off. At this time, which prevents the motor from going off. That's, that's analogous to closing the window to prevent the, the gust of wind from put, putting out the candle. That, as someone Zaman says, is completely permissible on Shabbos. And that is the opinion of the vast majority of Paiskin. Maybe the Chazanish was Machmir. It's not clear exactly Chazanish. Some B'nai Brak, people really follow Chazanish. Sometimes they'll put a timer on their fridges so they'll, open, they'll never open it when the fridge is, um, is, is Detached electricity at all. We may have argued on this concept. The question is why. But the vast majority of Paiskim, with widely, widely accepted, is that you can open up a fridge door no problem as long as the motor is running on Shabbos. Because all that you're doing is keeping the motor running longer. That is the same idea as closing a window in front of the wind, and that is not at all problematic on Shabbos. 
The second scenario of a fridge is much more problematic. Here the fridge is off. When I open the, the when I open up the door, I'm letting warm air in. That is going to cause the fridge to go on. That seems like I am causing a motor to go on on Shabbos. Of course, you're not allowed to turn on a motor on Shabbos. Sorry. It will for sure it will for sure cause it to go on sooner. In other words, it will go on it will go on it would go on naturally in 20 minutes. Now it's going to go on in 10 minutes from now. So I'm causing it to go on sooner. Yes, yeah, correct. That's a good point. But I'm for sure causing it to go on sooner. Question is, am I allowed to cause this fridge to go on sooner? On Shabbos. So Shalman Zaman addresses this scenario and he really puts together three independent points in Hocha Shabbos to create um, a leniency. First of all, and this is the main point of Shalman Zaman, the fundamental idea in Hocha Shabbos, we know you're not allowed to do a action, you're not allowed to do a mulacha on Shabbos, you're not allowed to light a candle on Shabbos, you're not allowed to turn a motor on Shabbos, you're not allowed to write on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do an action of mulacha on Shabbos. What if I do an action and that does not Right now, cause a, that, that is not immediately doing a malacha. Later on, it will cause a malacha to occur. My action is not a malacha. When I light a candle, my action is the malacha. What if I do an action which is not a malacha right now, nothing happens right now, but my action will later cause a malacha to occur? Is that permitted, permitted on Shabbos? So the Mishnah, in Mishnah Shabbos, discusses the scenario, you know, you're, not, you're not allowed to put out a fire in Shabbos, you're not allowed to pour water over a fire in Shabbos. Mishnah discusses the scenario, you'll have a fire burning, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna burn next house, there's no one in there, no danger to life at all, no possible danger to life. You don't want, obviously, to burn down the house. The Mishnah says, of course, you can't put out that fire if there's no danger to life, but what are you allowed to do? You're allowed to put a bunch of barrels filled with water in front of that house. When the fire reaches them, it will burn up the barrels, or the water will come out, and it will put out the fire. What is that? My, when I put down those barrels, I did not do an action of putting out a fire, but I putting down those barrels caused a malacha to occur later. And the Mishnah said that's permitted. That's called a grumma. It's not my it's not my direct action which did this. I did something which will later cause something to happen. And that the Mishnah says the case of the fire is permitted. The Rishayim, the Mordechai, and other Rishayim point out that that is only true in a case of a fire where there was dealing with a large financial loss. Under normal circumstances, there would still be a rabbinic um, prohibition of even causing a malacha. It's no longer a Torah prohibition of doing the actual malacha, but still be a rabbinic prohibition of, do, of causing a malacha. In a case of a fire, we permitted it because there was a large loss. Under normal st- circumstances, that would still be um, rabbinically prohibited. So someone's office says, let's look at our fridges. As Dr. Rosenberg pointed out, you're not turning, you're not, not when you open the fridge door, it's not necessarily, the motor's not going on right now. Not necessarily. So, you open up the fridge door, I'm causing it to go on sooner. It would have gone on in 20 minutes, now it's going on five minutes from now. There's also another suffix of that, and that's electricity and fire. Well, 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 okay, we'll get to, we'll get to those points. We'll get, we'll get to those points. But Rosh Hashanah says, what is the action of opening up the fridge door? The action of fridge, opening up the fridge door is not a malacha. It is causing a malacha to happen later. It's a grama. Is going this malacha to happen later? The fridge going on. Okay, fine. So we know to sure not this Torah prohibition of a malacha on Shabbos. It's now only a grama. Okay, grama is still prohibited unless we're dealing with a large financial loss. Opening up your fridge when the motor is when the motor is off, it's not it's not going to usually be a large financial loss of any sort. So uh, that's point number one. Now Shomzaman puts together some other combining factors. Rishon Zalman, and it's the, peri- the opinion of most, the vast majority of Paiskim, says that a ref- operating a refrigerator on Shabbos is not a malacha derei, so it's not a Torah-level prohibition. Even if you were to actually go and turn on the, the motor with your own hands, that would not be a Torah prohibition, that would only be a rabbinic prohibition, only a derabana. Says Rishon Zalman, 
this whole concept we find that a groma is prohibited on Shabbos, that was when you're doing a malacha, which is a, you're causing a malacha, which is a Torah level prohibition. Causing a rabbinic prohibition on Shabbos to happen on a later time, that's not necessarily prohibited at all. Now, usually it said that a groma causing a malacha to happen is prohibited on Shabbos. Maybe that's the only one if we're dealing with a Torah prohibition. But causing a rabbinic prohibition to happen, maybe that's not prohibited at all. Shalom points out that our fridges are only a rabbinic prohibition, and you're only only a grama again. That's point number one. That's that's the right. So twenty out of fire is the right. So that's why it's prohibited, except for the fact it's a loss. Here, here is the whole thing. Rishon Zaman's opinion, and again, most opinion, most pais can hold, um, is only the and Therefore, if Shomon Zaman says that would be a, one reason to permit opening up the fridges on Shabbos, even when the motor is off, because even I'm going to cause it to happen later, causing it is not a real malacha. It's only rabbinically prohibited. And since that's only rabbinic prohibition, you're doing anyways. Perhaps that would be a reason to permit opening up the fridges on Shabbos. And then Rishon Zaman also throws in one last point, another very fundamental idea in Hilcha Shabbos. In order, usually, in order to violate a malacha on Shabbos, you have to have intent to do that, to 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 cause that malacha to occur. If someone does something on Shabbos and unintentionally, they know it's going to happen, but unintentionally, it's possibly going to happen. They cause a malacha to occur. That is not a violation of Shabbos. The classical example is someone's dragging a heavy bench, and that bench may dig up something, some dirt behind them. You're not allowed to dig on Shabbos, of course. But since, they, um, since their intent is just to drag a bench, their intent is not to dig up dirt, that would be, it's called Ena Muscavin. I did not have intent for that malacha of digging on Shabbos, and that would be permitted. There's a huge caveat to that idea, that you have to have intent for the malacha. That is only permitted if it's not certain that the malacha will occur. If I am driving a heavy bench, which I know for sure, as I drag the bench, is going to dig up dirt, even though I don't have intent to do the malacha, it's still prohibited on Shabbos. It's called a psik resha. So there's a leniency that if I don't have intent to do a malacha and just doing going out my 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 way and I something malacha is going to occur that's not prohibited. I need intent for it. There's a caveat on that. That is only true when I when it's not certain the malacha will occur. Now by the fridges, we said it's certain that you're going to cause the fridge to go on sooner. I don't have intent to turn on the motor. My intent is to get my soda out of the fridge, but it's certain that you're going to cause the motor to go on sooner by adding in the warm air. However, if Shomazama says, what are we dealing with again? We're dealing with a grama. We're dealing with a, not an actual malacha. I'm causing a malacha to happen. This stringency we find that causing a malacha to happen on Shabbos is prohibited. Maybe that's only when I have actual intent. The fact that I know it's going to occur. Maybe that wouldn't be enough of a reason to prohibit causing a malacha to happen on Shabbos unless I actually have intent to do that malacha. He says, since we have a grama, and I don't have intent for that, for that malacha to happen, even though I know it's for sure going to happen, Shomu Zaman said that would be another reason to permit opening up the fridges on Shabbos. So it comes out, why does Shomu Zaman hold is permitted to open up a fridge on Shabbos when the motor is off? It says, first of all, I'm not actually doing a malacha, I'm causing a malacha to happen later. Second of all, he points out it's only a rabbinic prohibition. And third of all, he adds on another concept that over here, you don't actually have intent to turn on the fridge, um, turn on the motor. It's just going to happen by itself, even though you know for sure it's going to happen. In this case, where you're only a grama, only causing it to happen, not actually doing it, Shomu Zaman says that would be reason to permit opening up a fridge on Shabbos, even when the motor is off. Um, the Arpais who argued in Shomu Zaman, and lots of different pieces over here, the Arpais argued on various different aspects of Shomu Zaman, um, a combination of factors is not, is not everyone agrees to, it is 
There are various different places people uh, places can argue with Shomu Zalman. Um, the Minig in America, if you look around, the cu- common custom seems to be to follow Shomu Zalman, and people open up bridges. One is on, one is off. They don't differentiate. Um, so Shomu Kamenetsky, after he acknowledges that the Minig is to, to do it, then that's what everyone does. That's uh, fine. Um, he says, if someone wants to be stringent to Machmer Tabilov Rocha, he says, you open up, you are opening up a fridge when the motor is off, you should do it in, an, in a sashinoi, in an unusual manner. Okay, but again, the, the, the common custom seems to be to open up fridges in the regular way, whether they are on or whether they are off. And I saw many people are, are, are stringent on this, do not go like Shom Zaman, go follow the other parts who argue with Shom Zaman, Vazner, and Diane Weiss, and they will not open up a fridge when the motor is off, they'll wait till the motor is on. It cycles through, you have to get it at the right time. Um, and there are people, many people in our show who are strangers on this. As I said, in America, the common custom seems to be to be lenient, open up fridges, people open up fridges whether they are on, whether they are off. This was all on the fridges that were around when Shom Zalman was um, discussed, was talking about fridges. Already, he even adds on a footnote that there's new technologies coming out. Those are a whole different story. It goes through that what he wrote then become much, very, 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 very true now go through all the various different problems that exist in our contemporary fridges and see which ones can be solved and how they can be solved and what you have to do to avoid any real Shabbos issues. The first issue, I think the one everyone knows, everyone's familiar with, you open up a fridge today, and you're always going to turn on a light. Automatic, you have a little switch over there, when you open up the fridge, the light bulb goes on. That would not be causing a malakha to happen, that would be doing malakha with your own hands, it's happening right away. Of course, you cannot allow to open up a fridge with a light bulb in there on Shabbos. Simple solution everyone has, you either unscrew the light bulb, or you tape down the switch, so you trick the, the fridge into thinking that the, um, that the door was never opened on Shabbos. Okay, that's the one everyone's familiar with, and that is the most simple solution. Next problem is that many fridges today, I think all fridges today, actually have a fan which runs to circulate the cold air around the fridge. Now, when the fridge door opens, um, you don't really want that fan to be running then, because that will push cold air outside of the fridge. So there are many, many, many models of fridges today that have it automatic. When you open up the fridge door, the fan fan shuts off. And when you close it, it goes back on. If someone has a a fridge with that um, with that idea that it goes on, it goes off when you open and on when you close it again. That would be the equivalent of turning on, a, on and off the fan on Shabbos. Of course, you cannot do that. The only way around that, you'd have to somehow trick your fridge into not knowing that you opened up the door. So if your fan, if not all fridges go on and off with the door opening, most do, not all of them do. Um, some go on and off with the compressor. But the ones that have that go on and off when you open and close the door, um, if it's attached to the same button as the light, simple solution, you just tape that down and same way you solve the light, you solve the fan of that problem. Um, some of the more newer fridges have electromagnetic sensors in the door. Um, those are more difficult to find, more difficult to, to trick. There are ways of doing it. You have to speak to someone who knows exactly how to do it, how to find it accurately, and then how to cover it over with a magnet in a way that the door, the fridge won't know you're opening. Otherwise, if you have one of those, you're essentially turning on and off a, fr- a fan every time you open up the door. That's one problem. The next, there's two more problems. These are more difficult ones. There's something in basically all refrigerators today called a defrost system. Now, the three ways, the defrost system essentially, everyone remembers the old freezers, they used to get built up with ice. In the back of these things, very often the motor and the thing get built up of ice in both the fridges and the, and, and the freezers. 
all the new models for the past I don't know how many years have have automatic defrost, where essentially there's a coil in the back of your fridge and your freezer that runs every so often, and that will that melts out all the any sort of buildup of ice and prevents any build, any buildup of ice occurring in your fridge or your freezer. That coil, first of all, it turns red hot, which is a malacha deraisa, third level prohibition. Even according to Shlomo Zaman Arbach and all places, everyone agreed you'd make a metal red hot. That is a Torah level prohibition. Okay, now there's three ways that that the fridges are set up, three different possible ways the fridges are set up that when that coil turns on. One way, and the best way if you have it, is just a straightforward timer. Every six hours, that coil runs for, I don't know, 20 minutes, whatever it is, and then turns off and goes through. Your opening and closing refrigerator has nothing to do with that. It's a simple timer mechanism in the back of the fridge. Those are the greats. If you have any problems, um, those don't give you any issues on Shabbos. Many fridges now, that's not very economic because it's running much more than it's necessary. Essentially, the more the fridge doors open, the more ice buildup occurs, and that's when it needs to work more. The less the fridge doors open, it needs to work less. So they came up with two basic ways that these that these um, defrost systems now work in the fridges and freezers on many, many, many models. One way is the, there's a computer chip in there that counts how long the compressor is running. We know the more the compressor runs, that means the more hot air is in there. That means that you also need the defrost to run more often. So if the compressor runs more often, then the defrost will run more often. Now, at first glance, this had the same leniency as the Shomazaman. I didn't turn on the defrost. I just closed it to happen later. And the price can point out over here, you have, you're dealing with a much more stringent question because over here we said the coil in the back is red hat. That is the Malacha de Raisa, Torah level prohibition. One of Rav Shomel Zalman's leniencies was based on the fact that it's a rabbinic prohibition in the entire fridge. Well, he wasn't talking about these red hat coils. He's talking about the motor. It's still Devashem Miskavim. So it seems like Rav Shomel Zalman himself relied on that. It seems like, not 100% clear, it seems like Rav Shomel Zalman would have been happy with that. There are many Paiskim who say, no, 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 we'll take it if it's Darabon. Rely on Rav Shomel Zalman if we're dealing with Darabon. To rely on this concept when it's Teresa, many Paiskim, that's, that's pushing it too far. I think Rav Heinemann's mach like that. Many other Paiskim are also stringent that if you're dealing with the Teresa, not to rely on this concept. That is one problem. If you have such a defrost system in the back, that is one issue. Then there's another type of way that the, um, the many of the new models work. They don't base it run on compressor time. They base it, there's a little chip over there in, the, in your fridge that counts how many times the door opens and closed. Every, let's say, I'll make up a number, every 20 times the door opens, it knows to turn on the defrost. Now, these have two big issues. First of all, if it's counting every time you open the door, that means every time you open the door, you're, 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 you're making essentially turning an electric switch because it's counting it. That's one issue on Shabbos. Obviously, you cannot turn an electric switch on Shabbos. That's one big issue. The other issue is, Pisum turns out, when you get to that 20th time, you're now turning on that coil immediately. It goes 20 times, the coil turns on. So if you open up that door at that 20th time, you have now turned on that coil immediately at this second, and some lacha deraisa on Shabbos. That's two major issues that come up with these defrost systems. First of all, if you have the ones that go based on how much time the compressor is running, I mean, every time you open the door, you're causing, you're at least being goyerim in malacha deraisa, which Neighbor Shamsaman would have permitted, and others are not so um, sure about that. Also, if you have one of the ones that are going counting the amount of times you open up the door, every time you open the door, you're causing an electrical switch to happen. And if you get the 
number of time where the you turn we actually turn on the defraud system, you're now doing a malacha deraisa by opening up the door. That's that issue. One last issue is that some of the newer fridges also have a function where, let's say, the fridge or the freezer stays open for a minute, then an alarm goes off. Now, if your alarm goes off, obviously you, you cause an alarm to go off on Shabbos. That's if you leave it open for a minute. Even if you didn't leave it open for that entire time, you know, for Shabbos, you're very careful to open it up and close it right before any alarms happen. There's a countdown that's starting the second you open the door. How does the fridge door know to beep after a minute? Because the countdown started the second you open the door. Again, you're turning electrical switches on Shabbos um, by starting that countdown. That's another major issue with some of the contemporary fridges today. So how do they get around these issues? It sounds like we have a very big problem on our hands. So the Starke at some point a couple years ago um, came to realize that these are big, very big problems for Shabbos. They developed a Shabbos mode um, that's available on some um, some fridges. You get it, if you get a, a refrigerator with the Starke Shabbos mode, then great. Starke saying that you can use that fridge on Shabbos. Um, a very important mode just because something has Shabbos mode on it. If it's not coming from a reliable um, cashless agency, some of the manufacturers made their own Shabbos mode. They saw it say, oh, oh, so let's basically some of them, some of them, they just turned off the light bulb. Um, they're not, they didn't get all involved in all the different systems. They're not familiar. They just know, oh, the Jews can't turn on lights on Shabbos. Okay, so they made something. If you get it with a reliable cashless agency from the Starke or something else, another reliable agency, then you know it's good. Otherwise, you really don't know what you're dealing with. Um, more recently, the OU, in conjunction with GE, and in conjunction with a um, company called um, Zman Technology, came out with a device which can be plugged into many, many GE models, which essentially overrides the entire system for Shabbos. And on Shabbos, all these new functions are disabled. The, just the compressor runs on, on a straight on a straight timer, the defrost runs on a straight timer, the fan runs on a straight timer. Nothing is based on what you are doing. You, you open and close the door, the entire computer system shuts down for Shabbos. It's a great device. They actually pre-programmed it for many years. I don't know exactly how many years that you know exactly when Shabbos starts, when Shabbos ends, and and you don't have to you just plug it in and it goes. Um, you don't have to think about it, and that gets rid of um, any problems. If you have that. Those um, the fridges that are compatible with that device are found on the back page of the of the of the handout sheets. On the back page of there, you, you find out those um, any fridges that are compatible with that device. Anyone who has a fridge with compatible with that device, highly, highly, highly recommend you get that device. You avoid all these possible chilshas problems every time you open up a fridge. If you don't have a fridge that has one of these devices, then it's much more difficult. You have to figure out exactly how your fridge works, which system it has, which ones it doesn't, um, how to get around them, which ones could be dealt with, which ones can't. In that case, you have to really have to, A, speak to a technician to figure out what's going on inside your fridge, and then afterwards speak to a relative to figure out which ones can be dealt with and how to deal with them and how to avoid all these issues of possible Chol Shabbos every time you open up a, your fridge on Shabbos. Uh, uh, it's like a